Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, in today's cold, cold Monday morning that we have, freezing below a bazillion out there, um, I thought I would cover something that I noticed. I went to Fargo, North Dakota to judge a powerlifting contest, and it was really great, some great lifting, um, some met some new friends, uh, got to connect with some old ones. But I noticed a lot of people talking about things from, say, Minnesota and other states where they're starting to get pandemic fatigue. Pandemic fatigue, it's a thing. You can Google it. The American Medical Association even uh, has a little article on how to deal with it. And it's basically, you know, the rapidness of unexpected changes and losses. A lot of people can't go to work. A lot of kids can't go to school. A lot of parents can't watch their kids go to school like us. And what that does, it's, it drives, these losses drive depression, um, our isolation from our communities, communities of faith. Um, even gyms were closed for a very long time. And all these ice, and you can't leave your house in some states. So all this isolation just changes everything about how our brains work socially. We get a lot of um, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, all these happy hormones are driven by our need to socialize. And we go, we socialize, we get these happy hormones building up in our brain, and we continue on our day. And it gives us a good clarification of our picture. See, our brain is basically three pounds of jelly, you know, floating around in Gatorade. Um, that's the brain tissue itself floating in cerebral spinal fluid. And that brain, that biological substance causes the brain, creates what we call the mind. That mind's a construct from all the neurons and glial cells in your brain and the connections and how they fire. And when you get a nice construct of what your world is within and without, your, within and without then you know how to deal with life. When that's ripped away from you, what you expect to do, you're not going to school, you're not going to work. Um, many people were thrown into doing Zoom calls and using, utilizing technology more than they were comfortable with or more than they did before. We had holidays where some uh, grandparents and great-grandparents weren't uh, attending. We can't visit some great-grandparents and grandparents in long-term care centers. So people are feeling the loss. You can't have a wedding. Well, you can have a wedding, but you can't have the celebration afterwards. Let me clarify that for this state. Uh, funerals are virtual now. You know, you have a handful of people physically there at the church or the funeral home or the synagogue. But guess what? Nope. You can't, you can't have a celebration afterwards, celebration of life. You can't get together and mourn the loss. So this changes the dynamic of how our brains work, especially if you've been around, you know, you're a teenager, but your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, the older they are, these constructs of what, constructs of what you think the world is around you has changed. So what can you do? If you're getting tired of, well, come on, I've looked at the statistics, 
it isn't so bad. That is all true. Um, I can do math. I can do science. Now we have to change this. They keep moving the goalposts. As I say, this has been the longest two weeks ever. Yeah, this must be political two weeks. Um, so there's some things you can do to either head off pandemic fatigue or start dealing with pandemic fatigue. And let me reassure you again, these are just opinions. This is just to help. If you really have some mental health issues, you know, go ahead and call um, a psychologist or psychiatrist or some mental health professional to get some help. If you need help, go get it. Now, having said that, what can you do? Well, the first thing is learn how to breathe. And I don't want to use the word meditate, but that's what it is. You slow down, start focusing on your breathing. You want to breathe low and slow through your belly. And a good thing to do is put your hand on your belly, your hand on your sternum. Try to take a deep breath in, maybe three, four, five seconds. Hold it for three or four or five seconds and then let it out in three or four or five seconds. Fill up your belly with air. Just do that a few times a day. Just slowing down your breathing sometimes will spark parasympathetic activity and slow down your stress. The autonomic nervous system or your unconscious nervous system has two parts, parasympathetic and sympathetic. Sympathetic is fight or flight. Parasympathetic is relaxation, digestion, all the good things. So long, slow breathing through your belly, not your chest, that will spark parasympathetic activity and help you deal with some of this anxiety and stress and depression. So try that a few times throughout the day. Also, uh, monitor your social media. Stop doom scrolling. Uh, doom scrolling is a term the kids told me where, you know, again, media is just looking for clickbait. They just want you to click on there because they get, they get more advertising by proving how many people click on something. So if they say this is the, the worst time, the darkest time of the pandemic, which they've said many times, over the last 11 months. I can't tell you how many times I've heard it on Channel 5 News in the morning here in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I can't tell you how many times I've heard uh, government talking heads, our epidemiologists and officials saying, these are the darkest times. Well, which one is it? You can't have 25 dark times. Either it is or it isn't. Either it's raining or it's not. You can't say it's going to rain and it's bright and sunny outside. Of course it's going to rain. But guess what? Rain isn't doom. It's just rain. When you use the word doom, death, destruction, you fire up all these fear hormones in our body, anxiety hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, which lowers your immune system. Cortisol kills T-cell activity. So it lowers your immune system and makes you fall prey to viruses like COVID-19 or any other virus. Your a weak immune system puts you at risk for getting sick or sicker. So these people that are stressing you out, maybe on social media, maybe on mainstream media, really control how much you watch if you, and how much is on your phone. Are you subscribing to some of these news services that they pop up and they scare you all the time about COVID's doing this and that? Well, you know, you, you have to trust your own eyes and your own calculator.
go out. There's no bodies in the streets. Yes, we've all lost somebody to this disease, but apparently 98% of the flu for this flu season has been cured. Yes, they just released it in the news, so it must be right, that flu deaths, hospitalizations, flu cases are down 98%. Now, I'm sorry, that extra 2%, that's just statistical error. So how did we get rid of all the flu? Now, I'm not saying whether it's conspiracy or not. I don't live in that world. I'm just saying if I was an epidemiologist or if I was a government official, I would say, hey, wait a minute. Well, everyone's masking and everyone's doing mitigation and everyone, well, if it works for the influenza virus, why doesn't it work for C virus? Just questions you should get out there. And if you have questions about these things, guess what? Trust yourself. So trust yourself a little bit that eh, get out there, see the world. So stop monitoring social media so much. Get stop with the, you know, Fox News or, or the, you know, NBC or ABC or your mainstream news sources, CNN. You have to be very careful what you're watching. Be very careful because, yes, you want to you want to stay abreast of what's going on in your neighborhood and what's going on. But do you really need to have it on all the time? That raises the level of fear. And that fear will destroy your immune system. So if you do get sick, if something does happen, guess what? You're going to be at risk for heavier consequences. So again, breathe and monitor your social media. The next thing, the third thing you can do to deal with pandemic fatigue is what I suggested when this all happened. Find something to do during this time. This should have been a wake-up call for the entire population of the United States to take care of their health. They're staying home. They're allowed to work at home. They're not going to school. We should have been cooking and eating better completely. We should have been doing these things the entire time. Are we doing that? No. Exercise. If the gyms were closed, you could have done things at home intellectual strengthening did you learn a new language during this time you've had a whole year don't tell me you just sat there and watched netflix the entire time did you read a book if you're so if you're so much in fear and trepidation and scared of covid19 did you pick up a book on biology and yes you can have them shipped to you and they're pretty cheap when they're used you have the internet also. Did you just pick up a biology book or text and start reading about biology and viruses? Do you know how the coronavirus works? Do you know how OC43 works and 229E and NL63 and HKU1? I know I had a, a couple patients who had some fear and, you know, Fred, what about this and that? And I, I said, well, what do you think about OC43? And they looked at me and I'm like, this is someone, they looked at me like I had a hole in my head. And this patient, is someone who was scared, had the TV on all the se all the time, probably 24-7, you know, waiting for the new death count and hospitalizations and, you know, is this the end of the world? And I'm like, well, if you're going to use that much energy, you might as well study all the coronaviruses that are already on you and in your home right now and got you sick last year. And what are their symptoms? Do they really kill people too? They do. And so how do we go – why did we use all that time working on and studying the problem? They're not. 
you have to work on the solution. What's the solution? Oh, it's to get vaccinated. Well, we, we already start to see that that's not the complete solution, that there's other things out there. So like getting healthy, um, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't have hygiene methods, but now we're starting to see a weaker immune system. Now, I don't, a lot of doctors have said, well, in one year of isolation, you're not going to weaken the immune system that much. I disagree. We've never done tests. So he's just guessing. So I would disagree with that. I also disagree because for a year you've been under fear. So the combination of decreased antigen exposure, getting out in their world and tasting it, you got to drink from the garden hose, you got to jump in mud puddles, you got to garden, you got to give hugs to people. Decreased exposure to antigens and all the fear and anxiety hormones racing. Add to that ah, an inactive lifestyle, a sedentary lifestyle. We're not going to work. Maybe that half mile, mile walking that patient got or that person got every day came from them going to work and that's gone. So now we have the pandemic 15 where people are gaining 10, 15 pounds of useless fat and body weight. Now they're a little more fatter, which makes, guess what? Decrease the function of your immune system. We already have the studies. We already know that being obese is a, is a red flag. It is a danger for getting sick. That's because it weakens your immune system. So what can you do? Eat better, restore and replenish your energy, eat good proteins, play around in the kitchen, learn how to cook. You're there. Another thing you can do besides that, of course, is be active, exercise as much as you can. There's still outdoors. I wouldn't go outside today. It's minus 15 without the wind chill. But, you know, if you live in a state that is halfway decent, get out there and move. If the malls are open, you know, throw on your mask and get out there and go for a walk. You know, there are opportunities to stay active. What else can you do? Talk to people. You have to socialize. You're sitting down. I, I would say you should be making more phone calls so you can hear their voice during this time than any other time you did in the past. You couldn't before. You're getting your kids ready for school. They're home. You're, you had to travel to work and do work. You know what? You get breaks now. How about every lunch break you call or write a letter or write a card or a note to someone you haven't talked to in a while? Just take that 10, 15 minutes out and say, hey, I'm just calling to say hi. You know, my crazy chiropractor told me I have to start reaching out because that will help me get healthier. Something to think about. And one of the main things to do to fight off pandemic fatigue is to maintain hope. Take a big, deep look at all the things around you. Be grateful for what you have in your life right now and start looking at the things you do have. Maybe make a gratitude list of all the people and things in your life and start being grateful for it. Working on that will help build up hope and hope is a great, great balm to pandemic fatigue. It will raise up your happy hormones like serotonin and dopamine and just having correct chemistry in your brain will help you outthink and think of solutions during this time. Again, we're all getting edgy. Drivers are little, little crazy now. You have people who've lost their social skills in restaurants. I know my kids are starting to lose social skills because they're not going in and getting them. It's easy to lose this very quickly. So what I'm gonna say to you 
is get active wherever you are. Breathe low and slow. Find things that help you relax and find things that stimulate you physically, exercise. You can do a lot of things, calisthenics right there where you are. Push-ups, sit-ups, squats. You know, you can do things right there. You can get bands, you can get dumbbells, you can get soup cans and do a complete workout routine with soup cans. So get active right where you are and talk to people. Talk to as many people as you possibly can. Start calling friends today, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Just start interacting with the world. That will help the best. And try to maintain, this is very important as I finish up here, a schedule. If you get up at 5, 6, 7, or 8 a.m. every day, do it anyway. Well, I don't have to, you know, drive into work. I don't have to commute. So I get save half an hour, an hour. I'm going to sleep in. No, get up. Okay? Do some things around the house. Do your exercises. And then go ahead and go to work. Try to maintain a routine. Don't stay up and you know binge watch a netflix series to two in the morning because you know you really don't have to get into the office or check in on your laptop to 10 even though in the past you would have gotten in an eight and just started all your work and tried to get out early try to maintain a schedule when you eat when you exercise when you do your work when you do your schoolwork, maintain a schedule that will give boundaries and construction around your day your week, your month, and your body and brain were appreciated. And this has been another Fact Podcast. 